Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the fans, by the fans, this is the Non-League Football Show with me, Tim Fuel, back with another week's helping of the wonderful world we call Non-League. Uh, unfortunately, I was hoping to be joined by Mr. Dave Anderson uh, so he could tell us all about his exploits uh, well, on the golf course, but also in his other podcasts, uh, the Non-League Gaffer Tapes, which is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all good podcast aggregation sites, of course. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, he uh, isn't with me. So uh, I will welcome back Dave, uh, hopefully uh, next week. It's been a few weeks. Um, but in the meantime, I can tell you all about the uh, non-league gaffer tapes. Uh, first episode out with Steve McKim. Now, we, we gave you a preview of some of that uh, a few weeks back. Um, and uh, here's just another little snippet from from that uh, full episode, uh, 30 minutes uh, to listen for your delectation. Um, just look up uh, the non-league uh, gaffer tapes uh, and you'll find it on your podcast uh, sites. But it, just just an insight into uh, what it's actually like being a manager and, and having to balance uh, what's best for the clubs and best for your players. There's an open door at any all, time. All the time, yeah. I've, I've done a lot of things what, what people don't know about over the last two or, two or three Tell years. Tell us some of them. Well, you, you got things about babies not being well. Yeah. Well, don't come in. I don't want to see you. You know, and and, and I'll say that um, when Sonny Miles's uh, baby was was born, there was a few complications. Beautiful little girl now, um, but I don't want to see you. That this was pre-season. I go for. I don't want to see you. He came back after pre-season and he wasn't as fit as he, he could have been, but his baby was fine. Brilliant. And, and I, I, don't, I don't want to see players when they've got family issues because, yes, they get paid by the football club. They're not doing it and making up excuses to shirk responsibility. They've got a genuine problem. And I'll always be there to speak to them and help them, you know? So that's Steve McKim on uh, episode one of the uh, new non-league uh, gaffer tapes, uh, which you can find on all good podcast uh, sites. As I say, uh, I'm here here alone in the studio again this week, but still uh, a couple of guests uh, to, to, to speak to about how life's going with their clubs and also a roundup from David Richardson at the non-league paper. So uh, plenty to get through, plenty to keep you entertained. Uh, please stay with us and enjoy. So let's start this week with a manager no stranger to the show and no stranger to his club. After promotion from Southern League South last term, his side have been pressed in the National South, currently sitting second in the table. So impressive have they been that the manager and our next guest uh, was this week handed an 18-month extension to his contract to keep him at the club until the end of 2019-20. To tell us more, welcome back to the show, Mr Mark Mosey, manager at Weymouth. 
Hello there. Good evening. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having us back on again. Well, it's, it's always a pleasure to have you on, Mark. Uh, we spoke last season. Uh, I think just as you had the title in your sights, and you you stalled a, a little bit, but still wrapped up top spot and promotion. Uh, you know, quite early. Do you think that extra thinking time and preparation for step two maybe played a part in your good start? Now that you're there, um, no, I don't think we were ever we were never edging our bets at all. Um, you know, like, like you said, we put ourselves into a good position last year and we, we just sort of stumbled over the line a little bit at the end. But uh, we've done it in uh, a little bit more fun fashion. I think we wanted to win it at our, uh, in the last game of the season at home in front of our crowd. So it was ever so well planned by us, I must admit. <laughs> you, you just had the party in your sights in. Is that what it was all about? Exactly, yeah. I think we, it was a bit more of an exciting end. But, but no, it was, um, it was a tough league last year. It, was, it, it tested you. I mean, at one point we were right out of the title race, you know, and we come and we finished at a canter and, and virtually got our heads over the line. And then the last bit, we just we just stumbled a little bit. But true credit to the lads when the pressure was really on, they they delivered. So, uh, you know, it was it was it was, a, it was a great season for us. Yeah, and and I mentioned that eighteen month extension to, to your contract. And any targets or expectations come with that? Um, no, I think it's just continue continue the hard work. I think that you know I'm I'm very fortunate. I've got a great board of directors around us and uh, a great staff, and I think we're all singing from the same song sheet. I think everyone's worked so tirelessly tirelessly to to take the club to where it, where where it is now. But that you know we we all want more. We want to keep improving, and that's both on the pitch and off the pitch. Um, it's it's been a a big project, one that we've we've enjoyed. But, um, you know, the, the work's only half done at the moment. Yeah, and uh, you've been in charge there since, well, I think, is it April 2017? Which, in managerial terms, considering uh, the, the the various uh, uh, choppings and changes uh, that we speak about every week, uh, you're almost like a veteran at a club uh, uh, nowadays. Th- th- does that mean that you've, <laughs> you, you've got the setup how you'd like it? So, you know, you, you, you've got... You've got different avenues for for bringing players in and that sort of thing. Are, are you you're happy with the way that the, the club runs from a manager's point of view? Um, look, we're we're happy the way it's way it's gone and the way it's going, but we're, we're never we're never satisfied. We're always looking to continue to look to improve, and I think that's the excitement of the job. We still feel that there's plenty of potential and plenty of area for growth, but you know we're all, we're all impatient and we want it as quick as we can but you know we we have to put the building blocks in and solid foundations this club isn't built on a rich money man or anything like that it's built on what we managed to to make and that's like with our our great fan base coming out to see us and us just trying to be you know you trying to get better commercially and more entrepreneurial around the club to bring in other streams of of revenue so we we're growing all the time and that's like i said on the on the pitch and off the pitch, but you know, I, I, I'm in, I'm ultimately in charge of trying to trying to take the club forward on the pitch, and and it goes hand in hand. That if we do well on the pitch, then it's a lot easier to sell off the pitch as well. So, um, you know, we got to keep our feet firmly on the floor, keep working hard, and continue to try and improve the football club. Yeah, so so you're in you're looking looking how things are at the moment. You're you're in in with a the shout there of uh, of promotion again. The momentum of success it, it so often you know drives you forward and you know a, a double uh, promotion or something like that. I mean, Weymouth are a big club, but you, they've been there before in, in the national league. But is the club ready uh, for national league football if you get promoted this season? Um, look, we we don't look too far ahead. We've got to look at. You know, one one game at a time. This this is a very tough league, and 
we got to remember we are the new kids on the block. There's a lot of experienced teams, a lot of experienced management out there, and and every game is a tough challenge. You know, there's no easy game in this league, so we we can't think too far ahead. I think we've probably surprised a few this season already to how we've started life. I don't think we were predicted outside of our walls to, to be where we are at the moment. Um, but you know, with that start, that we you know it's been a relatively good start for us, I suppose, but. With that becomes a little bit more tension. People are taking us maybe a little bit more seriously now. So it's, it's only going to get tougher. This league isn't going to get any easier for us. It's only going to get tougher. So we've got to continue to, to, to improve to, to keep up the pace. But, but we're enjoying life at the moment in here. We're enjoying the, the challenges that it presents. And um, you know, like I said, we've just got to continue to strive to keep trying to improve. Yeah, and I'm looking at the table there at National South, you've got Willstone on top, six points clear uh, and a game in hand over yourselves and, and Slough. Uh, you've played 18 games, won nine, but drawn seven. So you've only lost two, which is you know, less than any other club in, in in the division. So it looks like you, know, you, you are doing well. You've had a great start to the season. But are those good draws or disappointing draws? It's a tough one. There's definitely an area where we, we're probably looking at and thinking there's definitely some points dropped in there. Um, you know, there's not too many performances where I can look at the lads this season and say we come up short. You know, a couple of them draws I felt were probably poor performances for myself. But other than that, the other draws, I, I generally feel we had a, a real good stake to claim, to claim the game. But, um, you know, you can't underestimate the importance of a point, um, especially on your travels. A lot of them are, are away. As long as we keep up, continue to keep our good home form, then then away draws aren't so bad. But it's, it's certainly an area we're looking to improve. But there is too many draws, and we could be even sitting even prettier at the moment. But like I said, we we can't get ahead of ourselves um, and underestimate the the importance of of draws as well. You know, a point's better than nothing. But like I said, we're all greedy at the same time. You know, it is an area where we're looking to improve. Yeah, and now I often I I love the fact that. Uh, I get to speak to non non league managers, uh, people involved in non league game, while they're running from their day job to their non league job. And uh, I know I've managed to catch you uh, b- between between jobs, shall we say? But only only for a, a short number of minutes. As a we, we spoke about your your role in your day job in the youth setup at Bournemouth before, and obviously uh, they're a club that are a bit successful at the moment. They're 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 enjoying life at, at the top. Do you, do you think some of that rubs off on you in your role when you, you then go on to Weymouth? I think it's, um, you know, I'm so fortunate to be able to be in the football club uh, surrounded by great people. And I think, you know, I like to think that some of it's rubbing off on me. Um, instead, there's so many good people there. Um, and like, I just want to do them justice as well because I am in a great environment and I'm learning so much. And, uh, you know, I like to think that I'm, taking that experience with me and taking it into Weymouth. But I suppose only only time will tell how how I'm doing with that. But what I can say is I'm, I'm very fortunate to be surrounded by so many good people. And, and, and like I said, hopefully that rubs off on, on me at Weymouth. Yeah, and as as you climb higher as a club at, at Weymouth and involvement there, is, is the link with a pro club more useful, you know, maybe easier to, to arrange loans that are meaningful to all sides? Um, yeah, definitely. Don't get me wrong. The, um, the relationship is strong between Weymouth and Bournemouth. I, um, we've, we've always managed to enjoy some very good loans from, from Bournemouth, but they're players that I work with myself and I know will play the way that we like to play at Weymouth. Um, 
Um, like I said, this, a lot of it is their first baptism in, in men's football, so um, it's a good it's a good learning ground for for the players as well. So hopefully, it's a win win that the the lads from Bournemouth get some much needed experience, and we get some very good young young players who who, who fit in seamlessly with with the way we like to play the game at Weymouth. Yeah, so uh, looking looking ahead to, to you know what's uh, what's before you, uh, you've got an, a, an away game at Dorking Wanderers this weekend, and another side who who also got promoted last term. And and you you say about how competitive this league is, you know they they uh, are uh, up, up there again, uh, head, heading for, or aiming for the playoffs. So, yeah, there's there's some big name sides that are uh, yeah mid table that you know will will. Uh, will get a boost on before before Christmas. Mm. I, I mean, do you just take every game as, as it comes and, and just want to play your game and then yeah, maybe come March time, you'll then start looking at the table and considering yeah, what you need to do if, if there's any additional push you need to make? Yeah, definitely. It sounds boring, but it is the old, the old saying that we do take each game as it comes. We can't look, ahead, we can't look further ahead than the next game. You know, we try and press and organise ourselves the best we can and be as professional as we can. But, you know, we're working on part-time hours with the players and this phase of the season is always a difficult one with plenty of fixtures, lots of away travel and, you know, they've got their work to contend with, lots of injuries and illnesses going around and it, there's a lot to contend with in non-league football and this is where the, the lads really, part-time footballers really earn their money, I think, because they... they um, you know, running two jobs at this time of year is always difficult. But what I can say is that our lads have been fantastic. You know, their professional attitude and their, their open-mindedness and willingness to improve all the time is, is, is what's got us so far, got us where we are so far. So it's just a case of keeping the boys motivated and hopefully we get lucky with it with um, our injuries. And, um, yeah, we see how far it takes us and just keep constantly reassessing the situation. But... Um, Said we're enjoying the challenges that this league brings at the moment, and hopefully, we're relishing them challenges and it's bringing out the best in us. Yeah, tr- trophy next weekend away at Barnet, and then a busy Christmas period. Uh, you, you got your Boxing Day, your South Coast Derby with ha- Haven at Waterlooville, and home games against St Albans and Oxford City before that return Haven game. Uh, actually, it's quite a minimal amount of travelling, particularly considering the amount of travelling you have to do. Is is that? A positive thing when there are so many other pressures on on players at this time of year, with with work, family, and everything like that. Yeah, without a doubt, the, the, the travel is, is is the challenge for us in this league, and you know, we, we have to make the most miles in the league. I think it is this this year, but you know, we look at that as a positive as well. That other teams have got to travel to us, so you know, it does work the other way. So it certainly isn't an excuse for our part, but around Christmas, it's more than to admit. It, it just, you know, like I said, the challenges keep rolling out in this league. You know, this week we're going to learn a lot about ourselves. We've got three really tough away travels in a row. Like we've got to get walking away on, on Astor Surf on the Saturday. Then we're away at Hemel, which is a really nice game. Go to Barnet in the FA Trophy on the Saturday. So, you know, our resolve and we're going to be tested to the limits this week. And, and we'll, we'll know a little bit more about ourselves come, come the end of next week. But, like I said, it's just... Uh, you know, another hurdle in front of us. One we're, we're keen to get over, and one that it sounds like you're enjoying as well. It's, you know, sometimes you, you, you managers make that next step up, and, and then the pressure becomes a, a bit too much for them. But it sounds like you're you're really relishing uh, being up at this next level and, and the challenge that comes with it. I think we all are, and, and like I said, I'm completely lucky with the group of players that I've got. With the group of players, you know, they're 
every week, me every day. You know, um, I look forward to going in and working with them because it's such a great group. But most importantly, my, my staff around me are, are fantastic. You know, real great work ethic and similar desire and vision as myself. So uh, you know, we, we all push each other along. We're all we're all enjoying it, and we're all we're all hungry for more. But um, like I said, it's it's, uh, it's just it's managing everyone's expectations, but also trying to trying to push through the limits as well. It's just been that hard challenge. Well, Mark, I, I, I thank you for, for joining us again on the non-league football show. Your, your phone's breaking up a little bit there, so I better go and let you change. Sorry. Your, change yeah, so let you go and change your tracksuits, and I, I guess in this weather, change your bobble hat so you can go uh, off to training uh, at Weymouth. But uh, best of luck for the rest of the season, and look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks ever so much. Thank you. So let's speak with another manager, this time somebody new in the job at this particular club, but not new to the managerial world, has been in charge at Oldham Athletic, FC Halifax Town, and during his time at Hyde United, our next guest was relegated, left the club and was back within a month, and led them to a televised FA Cup first round tie against MK Dons, and promotion back to the Northern Premier. In the summer, he moved upstairs to a sporting director role, with Dave McGurk taking over as first team boss, and by November, he departed the club. Never away from football long, though. One of his former clubs as a player came a-calling, and just a week or so ago, I'm pleased to welcome back to the Non-League Football Show, uh, Darren Kelly, manager at Scarborough Athletic. Hello, good evening. It, it's, it's a good evening. You're, you're happy, Darren. But I, I mean, before we started recording here, you're, you're telling me about... Well, the standard hassles I, I, I get to hear from managers up and down the country, uh, it, it, it's, the world of non-league is never easy, is it? You know, it, it, it's not um, effectively you're doing. You have a full-time job, but within even that job, you're trying to do things. I think even at this level, it's a job that is 24-7, literally, because you're forever, you know, you, you play a game on a Saturday, you're reflecting upon it on a Saturday night. It doesn't leave you on a Sunday. And the Monday, you're starting to think about the Saturday or the Tuesday. You're starting to put things into place. You're starting to think about personnel. You have to deal with physios, your staff, player issues, recruitment. You know, if you have to bring one or two players in, it literally goes on all week. But do you know what? I love it. I love it. It's, it's great to be back in. Um, and again, you know, that buzz for it where, you know, there's a, there's a great challenge ahead for us at Scarborough and, and one I totally embrace. And before we'll move on to Scarborough in a minute, but we've got to talk a little bit about Hyde. And I know, you know, Dave Anderson was hoping to be in the studio with us, and this is the question that he would have asked. I've got to ask on his, on his behalf. Yeah. You moved um, upstairs, and I know Dave hates this director of football role, and and he just asked you why did you do that? Um, for a number of reasons, really. Um, I've been at Hyde four years, well, three and a half years at the time. Um, our CEO had very tragically had died, um, which shocked. He was a very good friend of mine, um, and um, it was one of those situations where I'm currently doing a, a master's in the in the role, effectively as director of football. So I thought I would move upstairs. You know, Dave McGurk was very keen to be a manager, so I, I thought it was a good time for a good change. Um, I wanted to take on the mantle of, of, of overseeing the football operations, seeing Dave into that role. 
because I knew he would be very good at it, which he is. Um, and it gave me an opportunity to see the, the, the football side of it from a different perspective. Um, and I, I've done that role. I enjoyed that role. Um, and But it all came down to, you know, I have a full-time job. I have a young family. I live in York. So for the last four years, I've been making that commute um, effectively. You know, it's, it's a 300 um, mile round trip. And as I say, I have a young family who, you know, my youngest is 16 months, middle one, six year old, and a 10 year old. So um, the opportunity, you know, came then after it sort of resigned to come to Scarborough, which is only 25, 30 minutes from my house. So I was able to stay at a, in, you know, local, um, and it gives me the opportunity to, to pursue what I, I, I love dearly, and that's non-league football. And and this is the, uh, let's let's uh, let the the listeners into a bit of a secret. This is this is a man that, that has now made the move because he's nearer home, so he can spend more time with his young family. It's half past ten on a Thursday night, and he's on his way home now. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, there's a bit of a story behind that because the venue that we usually train, which I, funny enough, work at as well, and they've had floodlight failure all week. So we've had to get a venue, and the only one we could get um, was probably about 25 minutes from my house, and it's 9 o'clock till 10 o'clock. But again, it's a one-off, so the kids will be in bed anyway. And the... The thing about it was, that when I, get, I was able to get home from work at half five, um, put the kids to bed, do everything, and come out for training. So, you know, I had that opportunity. If I was at high, I wouldn't have that opportunity. You know, I was able to get home, see the kids, see the family, put them to bed, sound to sleep, get in the car, go training, and, and I'm just on my way home now. So, yeah, I love it. <laughs> you, we can sense that you love it. It's in your voice. We can we can hear that. Yeah. And uh, talking about opportunity, and obviously, you know, floodlight issues aside. I mean, you played for Scarborough at the end of your career when when they were playing yeah. their games at yeah. Bridlington. Um, and, yeah. But now, obviously, they're they're at the Flamingo Land Stadium. I mean, was that a big yeah. part of the appeal for this job? You know, the the it's a big club and it's on its way back up. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the reasons, again, is it's a very short distance to where I live. The potential of the club. Um, there, there's a lot of hard work that needs to be done. There's absolutely no doubt about that. You know, when I went in and, you know, you see everything and, you know, I, I have to put my stamp on it. I think it'll be more end of season before I can fully put my stamp on it. And, and I'm, again, just enjoying everything now in, in regards to seeing, you know... I, getting to know the supporters, getting to know the players, see the challenges, fix everything sort of uh, from a manager's point that I can um, and try and, you know, be successful along this little journey until the end of the season. And then I, I believe then we can we can really take it on a notch, you know. I think everything will be in place by then. Um, hopefully we can have the success within that time because I find the league is very tight this year. You, you, you look at even teams who are, you know, are, are bottom four, um, probably not so much um, the like of your, your bottom one or two because of the points, but it, it's so tight. A couple of wins and you're throwing yourself right back in the mix. And, and it's the same situation with ourselves. 
you know, we were dying there. We'd get a great win on Saturday. You know, if you go and get a good win in, in, in Saturday, this Saturday coming up, you know what? You're throwing yourselves in with a good chance. And, and the good thing then, you're breeding confidence through that. And, and the players are, are excelling. And you're just hoping then we can go on a nice little run. Because if you do that, you stay injury-free. Players are on form. You have a half-decent chance. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at that table, and you're right, it, it is very tight. And, uh, you know, you're, yeah. you're literally one win off the playoffs. And, and we all know, you know, once once your players get a sniff of the playoffs, suddenly you, you can get an extra 10, 15% out of them. You, you mentioned that, that that great win at, at the weekend. I mean, that that was a local derby against Whitby Town. I mean, what... Did you did you sense anything special from the from the fans on on the day? You know, you, you're coming coming back to a club that you played at, and and then a win in a local derby. I, yeah. I mean, if if you're writing your autobiography, that's an, that's got to be another chapter already, there, isn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, again, coming into the club, and it can always happen with a manager. You know, where the players and the players are motivated again, or they want to play for the manager to show how good they are. Um, I came into the job, as I say, Monday. My first game was Tuesday against Stays. And, and got, bear in mind, the last six games we'd lost. So, irrespective of who you're playing, we played in a, a, a sort of county cup in the, the, the Tuesday and we won 7-0. It was a great result. We changed. I spoke to the um, coaching staff before the game in regards to the formation to change it to and we did that and it, the players, I felt, excelled at it. And then we done it Saturday against, so I think, a very good Whitby side, good management team, good people, good players. Um, and I thought we were exceptional. I thought we were absolutely exceptional. And, you know, the work ethic of the players, that's the one thing you can demand. That That's a given, that you must go out and work hard. You're hoping the quality will come with it. And that's what the players did Saturday. They give every, every inch of everything that they could to get the to get the win, and they've done that. The supporters encouraged, helped, and supported them through that. They give them every inch of everything as well, and and collectively, then as a football club, you know, we we were going to get a fantastic three points in front of a fantastic crowd. There was nearly fifteen hundred. Now, for this level to get that, you know, is absolutely brilliant in itself. And to get the win against your nearest rivals, especially when you haven't beaten them in three years. Um, was just a perfect day. So, you know, the important thing is now is that we can, you know, forget that, but not forget, you know, the good things we've done and the confidence we 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 we've taken from the game and, and we put it into Saturday's game. And I've no doubt if we perform the same way we did on Saturday, we'll we'll, we'll get the three points. Yeah, I mean, this Saturday you mentioned that as another tough trip you've got ahead of you. There were to Gainsborough Trit. Trinity, uh, who also have a, yeah. a fairly new boss uh, in Curtis yeah. Woodhouse, yeah. Who's, who's no stranger to this show, uh, uh, or indeed yourself, I believe. But uh, um, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's going to be a, a meeting of minds as well as a, a, a meeting of uh, of players on the field. Yeah, well, you know, Curtis has just come in, great guy, and again, a good footballing guy as well. So it, it, Curtis is probably similar. It's probably going to take, obviously, a, a bit of time for for him to, to stamp his authority in the team like he wants to. Um, and uh, like everything, you know, I'll, like Curtis will focus on Gainsborough, I'll focus on Scarborough, 
I, I know what we need to do. I'm very articulate and very thorough in terms of my um, information, in terms of the salary, what I like to give the players. And, you know, as I said, very thorough. I think it's very professional. And there's a lot of work done off the field to, to prepare for each game. And, and same thing, games for it and Saturday. We'll, we'll go through everything we need to do and just let the players go and express themselves. I think we're, we're quite motivational people, myself and Curtis, who we like to get the, the players up, going and ready. Um, I don't think I need to do that Saturday because I think last Saturday gave them that motivation to really take into this game. And it's just a matter of encouraging them on that way. And I think, it's, as I say, if they do that, um, and Saturday and put in the quality uh, along with the hard work, It'll be very difficult to beat us. It'll be very difficult to beat us, you know. I, I must say, I mean, normally we speak to new managers that have come into to clubs and the first thing they're talking about is having to bring in new players so they can bring in their own philosophy or, or players that work to their, their systems or, or, or even, you know, just players aren't up to the fitness. You seem very positive about the players you, you've inherited. and I, I see you've appointed a new captain as well with Michael Coulson there. Is, was that an important part of your jigsaw in sort of making the club yours? Yeah, well, you know, I give it's a blank sheet. I think it should be, you know, as you go in as manager, like like with everything in the club that you can control, you go in with a, a, effectively a blank. It's a blank sheet, you know. Start again, prove and and you know make the point of why you should be in the team or whatever it may be. But you you know it's important you make your statement. Um, and I watched Garber a couple of times, you know, in the season. Um, and as I say, there was a couple of question marks. Oh, I, I don't know about him or whatever. And you know, then you go into last week's game and everybody performed. You know, that at the end of the day, you're, you're giving them that pedestal to go and perform and 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 show that you know the manager doesn't need to to bring anyone in. And as I say, after Saturday, it would have been very wrong and harsh for me to change the team. Saturday, it would have been very harsh. And, and everybody, as I say, it started very well. It could change after Saturday because, you know, you're still watching players and you know you're looking for the consistency in the performance. And if they keep consistently performing like they did Saturday, I don't need to change anything until the end of the season. But it's a big challenge to do that. So it's up to the players to effectively keep the shirt. And, and in regards to Michael Coulson, um, I know how, you know, Nate, what I need to do with Michael in, in regards to, he's a fantastic player, one of the best players in the league. But for me, I like I like seeing him in a 10, um, where it can affect the game. He, again, was brilliant Saturday. He affected the game so well, especially in that central area. He nearly scored an absolute worldly from 30 yards because he has it in the locker. He has the ability to do that. Um, so... Yeah, as I say, it was a breath of fresh air to watch um, on Saturday and, and I've no doubt he'll be up and ready for it again this Saturday. Well, talking of breath of fresh air, it, Darren, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I, I just love the positivity. Um, I, I, I now, I'm now wishing that I, I'd sent up some microphones to record both yours and Curtis's uh, pre-match talks because they're, they're probably, talk, they're probably <laughs> gold dust. Better. No, mine's a bit better. Mine's a bit gold. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I'm sure if Mr. Woodhouse was on the line, he'd be just as competitive yeah, as ever. <laughs> great guy. So, well, well, Darren, yeah. 
thanks for joining us on the non-league football show uh, once again uh, best of luck for the rest of the season and, and do stay in touch Appreciate and we'll, we'll follow uh, and uh, look forward to speaking to you later on in the season thank you very much take care Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky? in line at the deli I guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's that time of week again to uh, round off the show and head on over to uh, Non-League Paper Towers. Or, well, not Non-League Paper Towers, because my next guest is actually joining us on his time off. Now, well, what about dedication for that? that? Well, it's welcome back to the Non-League Show. Uh, senior writer at the Non-League Paper, Mr. David Richardson. Welcome back, David. Hi, Tim. How are you? I, I'm good. And, and you're fully refreshed from a few days off then, are you? Yeah, yeah. Just had a few, uh, few days off to sort of rest the old... Uh... I'm writing, I suppose, and uh, yeah, sort of refresh out of a busy sort of winter uh, or or rather Christmas sort of uh, batch of fixtures. Yeah, it's one of those, it's a weird weekend almost for for us because we've got no FA Vars, we've got no FA Trophy and we've got no FA Cup. So it's it's all about the league this weekend. So it's probably good to come back in refreshed, but, but we have had... Plenty of news to talk about uh, in in the last week uh, about cups. So why don't we start with that? The, the FA Cup third round draw and some uh, some interesting bits there. Some some news just just hitting my uh, email box as well as we're we're talking. Uh, uh, we've obviously got a, a Boston uh, drawn at home to Newcastle United in the third round of the FA Cup if they beat Rochdale in their. Uh, uh, replay, which is coming up, which is the replay is going to be televised, mm. and then if they get through that game, I I see that that the winners of that tie will be uh, televised again in the next round. So, I mean, if Boston uh, were to make it through, uh, they not only is it it's a great day out for the fans and everybody associated with the club, but the, the financial benefit uh, is huge. Yeah, definitely. It's um, you know they did really well to. To force that replay, and um, and now you know at the very least they've got a, a sort of really nice tie to look forward to, like you say, on on TV as well. Um, I know you know Boston have sort of wanted like that nice sort of last um, sort of maybe hurrah really at their ground, which they'll be moving out of soon. Um, so to have an FA Cup tie like that um, is great. Um, and, and again, like like you say, should they get through, they'll obviously have a a really sort of memorable one to to look forward in in Newcastle and a, and a Premier League team um, going there. Um, but that's again, you know, like, like what the FA Cup's all about, really. Um, you know, I thought there wasn't sort of too many shocks in in the second round as such, but I thought it was sort of a really good weekend nonetheless for non-league clubs. You know, I watched uh, Chichester at Tranmere, where you know they were nil nil at half time and. And, you know, after about sort of 55 minutes, I think it was still nil-nil. So, um, you know, they did fantastically well and, and also scored a goal, which was really nice for their travelling fans and, and, and the club themselves. Um, obviously, we've got filed through. Um, they uh, won at Kingstonian and, and they've got through to the third round. So, uh, and we'll be taking on Sheffield United, who, um, of course, lost uh, to, to Barnett last season. Uh, now, a, now a Premier League club, but... Um, you know that's a, that's a great sort of 
tie really to to look forward to on a, on a non-league front and for and for fire. Yeah, and we've also obviously still got uh, Eastley. Uh, if, if they can beat Crew Alexandra, that they potential home tie against Barnsley uh, and and Hartlepool. Mm. Um, if they can uh, beat Exeter City in their replay, uh, away at uh, Oxford United, uh, who were. Uh, Obviously, uh, I, I got to know very well earlier in the competition. So there is still plenty of uh, non-league interest in there and, and plenty of that non-league magic still to come, I think. Yeah, definitely. Like you say, I, I was at that Easterly uh, game against Crew, which was um, last Saturday evening um, on, on, on TV. And uh, after uh, probably sort of a, a first half where I think you could see Crew's class, um, you know, easily really sort of got themselves back in, back into it in the second half. Got the got the equaliser that they deserved, and really, you know, had the sort of game. I know it's cliche, but had the game sort of gone on for five, ten minutes longer, they they probably would have won it because they were really sort of pushing for for that winner. Um, and you know, good to see you know non-league clubs sort of fighting back like that. Um, you know, obviously it'll be difficult going going to their ground and and trying to get through. But again, you know, a nice nice sort of cherry red in in the third round. Um, and as you say, Hartlepool had a, had a great comeback um, at Exeter, who uh, had, you know, had a two-goal lead, didn't they? And uh, Hartlepool brought it back to two-two. So um, good stuff there. And, uh, and, and yeah, like I say, plenty, plenty to look forward still uh, doing the competition. Yeah, and while those clubs were enjoying the FA Cup um, magic last year, uh, last week, there was also uh, some FA uh, Vars magic in the uh, the third round of, of that competition. Uh, and obviously we, we had on, on the fourth round the draw appearing on Monday, uh, as if by magic. It is one of those things where the, um, you, you, <laughs> we, we almost get notified, of, you know, just moments in advance of knowing knowing when this draw is going to take place. And, uh, uh, and then every, everybody gets very excited and uh, then struggles to, to try and listen to it. So we're hoping that maybe we can change the way that uh, it, it's such a, it's such a big occasion, the draws. Uh, um, and it, I think with the, the mm. powers that be need to understand that, that's how important it is for, for clubs, fans and everybody to, to be able to, to feel part of that draw, I think, is, is important. Um, and obviously, yeah. so, so the draw's thrown up some headlines that are going to be set to, set to be written for those games, I think, take place... Is it the, first, the second week of January? I think the FA FA Vars fourth. Mm. Um, but there were a few written this week, and I you you, you may well not have seen this uh, uh, having uh, had your feet up. But a third round replay. Now, uh, Malvern Town uh, were already ravaged by injury, and they made the trip to Atherston Town uh, midweek. They, they were down to ten men after a send off on seven minutes for a handball on the line, and and I think probably by then they probably realised it wasn't going to be their evening. Um, uh, by the by, the second half, uh, Malvern were then five nil down, and an injury to the goalkeeper meant that Chairman Chris Pinder had to go in goal because <laughs> because of that injury and because they, they, they was they were uh, so short of players, uh, and the game ended up ten nil to Atherston Town. Mm. I mean, you don't get that mm. in the Premier League. Yeah, well, Amazon Prime or not, you just don't get that. <laughs> no, it's um, it's sort of one of those stories. I'm a little bit annoyed to have sort of been off in the early part of this week, so it would have been sort of quite nice to have followed that one up. Really, obviously, it's um, it's a shame that they, they sort of never did get a result, having having sort of gone in goal. But um, no, it's sort of one of those wacky sort of non-league sort of tales, really. Um, I guess that's sort of 
wiry sort of love it really isn't it it, it is now it, it was one of those where i thought well shall i try and get chris on the show and i'm thinking he's probably had a bad week as it is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be could be it, 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 if he's if he's had to play in goal and uh, you know he's it looks like he's had to pick the ball out of the net five times as well it, it, if he's anything like me he's probably struggling to move as well by the end of the week so uh, we, we we wish mm-hmm. Morven uh, well and ho- hopefully their their injury crisis uh, um, is, is behind them and uh, and you know they they can put that put that result behind them and, uh, and move on because uh, uh, it yeah, we, we we chuckle, but we we know that it it does affect uh, uh, those people that are involved in those games. But it it is why we love non-league because uh, you yeah. always get these these quirky little uh, uh, bits coming out. And, and uh, elsewhere, it, it's been a fairly quiet week, really, uh, on, on non-league Newsweek. I don't know if it's it's maybe because you you've been off that you know maybe you generate the news. <laughs> maybe that, that's what it is. <laughs> it's been a bit, yeah, we normally talk about this managerial merry-go-round, and it's been fairly quiet. I see, you know, John Brofford is back in at, at Sirencester Town, having been away for for three years. He's, he's stepped back in. And Gary Hayward uh, has moved, I think, from Hensford to to Buxton. Uh, uh, Buxton had Danny Wilson, you know, a former Premier League manager, uh, standing as as manager during the week uh, before that appointment. Uh, but it does look like mm. you know managers are now pretty settled in with their managers do you think that's now it for the christmas period or do you think there's maybe more to come um it, it could be obviously we, we spoke not too long ago really about sort of the the chat managerial changes um i think yeah maybe you're sort of at the point now where where clubs might have sort of made a made a change um you know almost sort of halfway through the season in, in some divisions um you know, over the Christmas periods, games come thick and fast, uh, and then maybe you know, once you sort of settle into sort of January, when it's more sort of Saturday to Saturday, maybe then you know, cl- clubs will reassess things. Um, but no, it's sort of a vital period now, isn't it? I think often a lot of clubs sort of look at a season and think, well, let's see where we are at Christmas and going into the new year, and then we can start sort of planning as to. What the what the target's then going to be, or how it might then change. You know, you know, clubs may find themselves in in uh, you know playoff positions where they perhaps didn't think they'd be, or, or vice versa. They, they they might be at the bottom where um, they didn't think they'd be either. So, um, interesting sort of month, last sort of month of the year. Yeah, and uh, obviously in the national league, uh, there's still the the double B clubs, Barrow and Bromley, up the top there, and and one club many. Uh, yeah, probably tipped to be up there, but they were actually rock bottom uh, this week. But a win for Wrexham midweek at Eastley appears to have lifted them off the bottom, still in those relegation spots. And that's never a good look for Christmas, is it? No, I think that was a big concern really when they when they went rock bottom of, of the division. Obviously, they've uh, been a, the National League's longest serving club, um, and then suddenly, you know, to be sort of at, at that ebb. Um, you know, I think it really sort of did come as a, as a shock, really, to sort of everyone at the club. Uh, the club obviously released a sort of a statement saying how they were apologising to the fans, really, for sort of what had been going on. And, and you know, they're sort of outlining their plans as to how they're going to turn it around with sort of investment, um, more investment into the into the budget and, and sort of giving Dean Keats the backing to, to, to make some sort of additions in January. Um, obviously, like you say, they then had a sort of really good win at Eastleigh on Tuesday night, where um, 
you know, sort of, it's quite a difficult sort of place to go recently, really, isn't it? All the way down there on, on the south coast, um, you know, Ben Strowman's size never sort of give you anything easy. So, like I said, I saw them against Crew and they played right until the final whistle then and never gave anything up. So, um, you know, a 2 0 win, it suddenly, uh, you know, in the space of a few days, aren't looking quite so bad. But, you know, I don't think there'll be under sort of any illusions that there's still a lot of hard work to be done there. And, um, you know, they won't think for for one minute that, you know, one win might might solve all of their problems. So, uh, yeah, a sort of surprise um, to see them down there at the bottom. Um, you know, I think, personally, I think they will stay up. Um, obviously, it's, it's likely that, given the Berry situation, um, that only three National League teams will go down. Um, so that sort of gives them sort of another bit of hope, really. Um, but yeah, I, I would expect them to, to to get out of it, particularly sort of with with Dean Keats there and what he'd done previously at the club and and with the squad that they've got and and obviously their intentions that they're going to try and add to that and and strengthen it in, at the start of the year. Yeah, you, you say lots of hard work still to be done. I, I guess that includes yourself, uh, David. Um, I, I guess you. Yeah, tomorrow, uh, we're recording this on, on Thursday uh, evening, so uh, Friday's going to be a busy day for you, uh, making sure that you've got some copy in the paper. And anything else that we can expect to read this weekend? Yeah, well, I'm a little bit out of this week as to quite what's going on. I'll, I'll probably be sort of reading most of the paper for, for the first time uh, uh, tomorrow on, on Friday, um, for, for the first time really. But no, like you say, obviously no sort of cup action this weekend so it's sort of a pretty straightforward league program I suppose um, in, in terms of all the, the usual action and reports um, I understand you you won't be filing one tomorrow uh, on Saturday rather <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I won't be filing a match report this weekend David but, it, but you can of course read the non-league uh, show uh, column which was held over from last yeah. week which will be uh so uh yeah just in case people uh needed their fix of me uh, uh there, there will be a little little ditty or uh, well slightly longer than yeah. a ditty really for from myself so but uh yeah ho- hoping to to fill some pages for you yeah definitely no it's um been great to have you on board uh in the paper really sort of enjoyed your your last column about sort of the prize money in the fa cup and sort of the ideas about how um, the club should sort of spend that, or rather, sort of how they should be given that money. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to looking forward to your latest musings in, in Sunday. It should be should be a good week. Well, it's always always good to to see the excitement when you you look at your Twitter uh, account first thing <laughs> on a Sunday morning and, and see whether it's gone down well or not. But uh, um, I, yeah, I'll, I'll await I'll await Sunday morning when I'll probably be nursing a, a slight hangover. Hence why I'm not be won't be filing a, a match report this weekend. <laughs> um, David, always a pleasure to have you on the non league football show. Uh, thank you for joining us and have a great weekend. Brilliant. Thanks for having me on, Tim. So that's it for this week. A big thank you to all of our guests as ever and a big thank you to everybody for listening. A reminder that if you like the sound of Mr. Anderson's voice and have missed it again this week, you can uh, join in and hear him also on the Non-League Gaffer Takes podcast, which is available from all your usual suppliers. Uh, the link will also be on the non-league uh, Twitter account at non-league show don't forget you can follow us throughout the season and join in throughout the week on social media at non-league show Dave Anderson is also there at Dave Anderson 78 
Caroline Barker at Caroline Barker and myself at Tim Fuel. Plus, of course, you can find this show and the archive of previous shows every week on Audio Boom, on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Deezer, on TuneIn Radio, via your smart speakers, and of course, all good podcast aggregation sites. Thank you and goodbye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.